games may have ended, but the offseason is just getting started, and we have you covered all year long. These fans need to calm down. The big game hype is real. I can't wait. They really need to produce for their fans. The Roar, where every day is game day. You know, you know what's crazy about that song? I've heard that song many, many times. Uh, I never realized they actually do say Stillers, kind of. Yeah. Like I've Stillers. Made, I've made fun of Will Vanderbilt saying Stillers for 15 years. That's how you say it. Stillers? It's a natural dialect Pittsburgh up there. Stillers. Yeah. Stillers. And that's true. Yens. I never realized why they call them Yenzers, but... Now you get it? Now, yeah. Now I know. Yins, because uh, like my Indiana family, they say Ewins. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's a little more drawn out. Same vibe. Oh, the exact same Ewins. vibe. Ewins is the y'all, or Yins is the y'all of Pittsburgh. Uh, Will Vandervoort joins us right now. We are going to talk Clemson uh, with him, but also while well, John Heights here, we got to take advantage. Willie V, what's up? Hey, Yins, doing? <laughs> I love where your head's at there. Hey, I'm going to give you like three minutes. Anything you and John just want to yell about? I just feel like y'all need to commiserate. Just some Steelers talk here. Willie V, what do you think about the rumors that Russell Wilson may get released from the Denver Broncos <laughs> and come join the squad? It's not happening, John. You know, I'm a big believer of uh, Ed Bouchette, who covers the uh, – or excuse me, Gary Dulac, who covers the Steelers and works for Steelers Nation Radio, which is basically working for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Yes. And he's already come out with an article last week that said – or the other day, I should in another quarterback. They're going to try and sign Mason Rudolph, and they, uh, they're they going to give Kenny Pickett another year um, because they've invested a first-round pick in him, and they feel like they need to do that uh, before they decide to make some kind of investment of that nature. So if you're a Steelers fan out there and you're hearing these rumors, listen, my boy Gary Dulac, he's the guy, man. I read him all the time. He said a month before the season ended that Mike Tomlin was going to get an extension um, in his contract, and uh, was it you know would be back next year? And as we all know, that's what happened. Even though guys like Adam Scheffner and all were talking about Tomlin was going to take some time off before he made his decision and all that, when Gary Dulac already reported that it was already a done deal. So, you know, trust me, listen to that guy. He he knows what he's talking about. I know Gary's one of the best in the business, no doubt about it. I just yeah, I, I get worried. I get worried, Willie V, that we're going to take on a 36 year old washed up Russell Wilson. And don't nah, I don't, don't want to be I don't want to be dealing with all that mess. I mean, do you think George Pickens nah, hates his quarterbacks now? Wait until Russell Wilson's <laughs> under center. Exactly. Yeah, that's why you're good, man. I think we're. I don't think I was worried about that too. I was also worried about they were going to take a you know give Kirk Cousins thirty five million dollars, and I'm like, what in the world? There's no way they should do that. And and then all this other stuff, you know. Then you heard about Justin Fields, and they were going to trade away draft picks to get Justin Fields, and I'm like, nah, that's not the Steeler way. There's no way they're doing any of that stuff. And sure enough, that seems to be what the case is. All right, very good. I, I just I felt like you guys needed to talk that out. I know there's a lot of pent up frustration with the uh, with the Steelers currently, so that was good. It's always Steelers, Quack. Always, always, always the Steelers. Yeah, of course, of course. Um. I saw this is a bit of a left turn. I saw Matt Luke hanging out at the uh, baseball game last night, and it reminded me, uh, like I, I was, I was thinking about that uh, last night. Like spring practice coming up, 
it's a big spring practice for Matt Luke because not only is he trying to develop players, it feels like there's going to be some shuffling of the deck uh, with some of the pieces on the offensive line. What I mean, it's, it's it's big in a lot of ways for him to to sort of get in front of his players. Yeah, I'm interested to see in the one position I'm interested most is at center with Ryan Lipticum. You know, he's the only guy in the roster listed as a true center. Like he's that's how he's listed. He's not listed as an offensive lineman. He's listed as a center. Where everybody else is listed as, you know, an offensive lineman, which means they can cross train anywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm interested there because does he take that next step? And if he doesn't, then who becomes the center? Is it Harris Sewell? Does Trent Howard, the guy Dabo, as me and you both know, loves Trent Howard and uh, all that he represents? And he's one of those guys that kind of just like comes on as a tackling dummy and and works his way up to scholarship and, and becomes the player that he's become, right? Um, you know, so I'm really interested in that center position, what they're going to do there. Um, then you got, uh, you know, when you look at the left tackle position with Tristan Lee and Colin Sadler, you know, with Marcus Tate coming back now at left guard, what does that mean there? Are those two guys penciled in there? And that's going to be a nice battle if it is because you got one guy who can play inside in Tristan Lee, as we know, so can Colin Sadler, and, and both of them can play outside. So what does that mean there with those two? That's going to be a nice battle in, in camp. And then um, I want to see, you know, if um, on the right side, you know, as they get back Walker Parks, you know, what that's going to look like in that position. Because, again, if Harris Hill doesn't win the center job, you know, remember he started the last five games at right guard. That will be a nice little pick-me-up for Clemson to have that kind of depth at the right guard position. Um, I think anyway, and then um, you know, and then you know, you you got obviously um, with the the guys at right tackle. I think that position is pretty set. I don't think it's going to change. I just like to see some progression there, obviously. Um, but I think there's pieces in place, Quack. I think there's a lot of numbers, and I think you got guys. I think I counted seven guys with starting experience are returning this year, and I don't mean just one start. I'm talking multiple starts. So I think the offensive line with Matt Luke's coaching, with the depth I think they have on the offensive line, is going to be better this year. You know, one thing I was also thinking about with, with offensive line, that stat you gave about seven guys with starting experience, some of that is due to injury, some of it is due to inconsistency and in trying to find pieces. I, I feel like it's going to be in vogue to sort of like, I don't know, anoint Matt Luke. Thomas Austin didn't leave a bare cupboard here. I mean, I think a lot of the reason Thomas Austin's not there may be recruiting related and maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit of development and analysis there, like putting people in the right places. But I, I think there's this idea that Matt Luke is like building from scratch here. But I, I especially hearing you talk, I just don't I, I don't think that's the case. In fact, I think it's far from the case. Would you agree with that? I agree. I think you know. I mean, there's some. I mean, Chris, Tristan Lee wasn't a. He's a five-star coming in. I mean, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy was highly touted, and he just needed to develop as a player. You know, um, Marcus Tate's a guy that was there, has been there for a while, right? I mean, there's some pieces in place. Walker Parks obviously was already there, and granted, those came under Robbie Caldwell. Um, but you know, you saw these guys were, you know, these guys have a lot of experience. There's a lot of depth there. Harris Sewell is a guy Thomas Austin recruited, and, you know, I thought, man, you're talking about a guy with a ton of upside and potential and, and what he showed. I mean, look at what he did against Notre Dame, one of the best defensive lines 
in college football last year, and he was blowing guys up as a true freshman, you know. And so there is talent there. There's a lot of potential there. And to say that Matt Luke's starting from scratch is just nonsense. And I understand they didn't have a good Gator Bowl. There's no doubt about that. But not all those sacks were on them. I know two sacks were on Katie Klubnick, right? And uh, I know one sack was on a tight end, a walk-on tight end, who was only out there because the other tight end tore his ACL and was done for the season. So, um, you know, let's be honest. That's three of those sacks that were on other players, not the, you know, offensive line. So, yes, they're not perfect. They got some work to do. But then also, quote, look at the end of the the game. Really, you know, Phil Moffa had four rushing touchdowns, right? Well, three of those rushing touchdowns came from three yards out. Three yards in, I mean. So that means they had three short yardage touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. And if I'm not mistaken, during the regular season, they couldn't do that. And they did that against the Kentucky defensive front that uh, was ranked second in the SEC in rushing defense last year. And also – in true run plays in the Gator Bowl, they average 5.1 yards per carry. Now, what I mean by true running plays is designed runs by the quarterback and, design, and of course, running plays for the running backs. So they were averaging 5.1 yards per carry when you take away the sacks. So as I tell you, Quack, all the time, because I know you love numbers and you love to break it down, but numbers and analytics don't tell you everything. you got to actually pay attention and watch what's actually happening in the game. Visiting with Will Vandervoort, great stuff from him. You can check out, uh, he's got a great breakdown of Clemson's offensive line uh, on the ClemsonInsider.com. You can also check him out at the Believe Podcast Network again at Steeler Will on Twitter. Let's shift gears to basketball for a second. Uh, Tigers going to Atlanta tonight. Um, it's a big game. Um, I would also point out that Clemson has lost to Miami the first time, and then they avenged that with a double-digit win. They lost to North Carolina at home. They avenged that with the win on the road, a place they've only won once. They've been pretty good in the revenge spot this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on a similar situation tonight in Atlanta? Yeah, man, that's what you do, right? You lose the game at home and you go beat this team on the road. That's what this Clemson team does. You know, so, uh, well, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm expecting tonight. I'm actually on my way to Atlanta now to go cover the game. Um, so um, it'll be interesting to see how they come out and look tonight. I think with Clemson it comes down to – to me, the number one key in this game is stopping that one player. Um, and that's the guard for Georgia Tech, the one who just ate him up late in the game. And they George. couldn't stop his penetration. Yeah. yeah, George. Stop the true freshman, George, and just really shut him down. I think Clemson's going to shoot the ball well. Uh, you know, um, Remember, they had a nine-point lead against this team, so it's not like they don't think they can play him, right? Um, they, they know they can beat him. I think if they come in there focused, and they do, they – do what they can to shut George down and limit him and his penetration. Don't let what happened against NC State the other day happen again, right? Um, you know, they got to try to figure a way to limit that as much as they can. They do that, I think they'll come out of there with a win. Um, so that's what you do. I mean, you're not going to be intimidated by going to Georgia Tech. You, you went to Chapel Hill and won. You, you know, you went to Florida State and won already. You know, you went to Syracuse and won. Those are more intimidating places and places frankly where Clemson hasn't played as well history has told us in the past and Clemson found a way to win those games on the road so tonight where they have had a little bit more success at Georgia Tech where it's not a very intimidating crowd I would think Clemson would be able to handle the environment and just play basketball and they should win the game because they're the better team and they already lost it once when they weren't the better team I just can't imagine them losing it twice as the better team uh now that 
begs the question. So, like, Georgia Tech won in double overtime. The last four games, Clemson's lost come down to the last possession. Um, and, right. you know, we, we talked about this a lot on Monday about just the frustration from fans of not being able to win these one-possession games. It's and, and one of the things I pointed out, like, if you look at the numbers – they execute down the stretch of games. They executed against Miami, and they executed against North Carolina, and they executed against Florida State on the road. Like they, they've been in games where at the under four timeout, the the outcome was far from certain, and they've been able to execute. They just can't win these. They come down to one stop or one basket. What what are we to make of this in your mind? It's a very good question. Um, you know, maybe there's something psychological to it. I don't know. You know. Um, when you've lost this many one-possession games and you've had to get that key stop and you didn't do it, and then you have to make that basket at the end and you haven't done it. Now, I do say they haven't done it, but technically they have because if you remember, T.J. Hall, PJ Hall excuse me, I believe, made a, um, made a big three-pointer under 10 seconds to go in that first overtime to force that second overtime. So they have technically done it from that standpoint, right? Um, so but they haven't done it when they had to make a shot to either win or lose the game. And uh, I think it's more of a mentality thing. When they make that first one, they're going to be fine, just like they are when they went up to Chapel Hill and they you know, they lost that lead, but then they got control of the game again immediately and they were set, right? It's the same scenario. I think they have to do it one time to get over that hump. And I'll be honest with you, though, Quark, I hope that's not tonight because I'd rather them just go in there and take care of business tonight and make my life a little bit easier on a game story standpoint. I was going to say, you're, <laughs> you're trying to write that story at the under 12. That, that's all you care about. You're, you're starting to write that game story with about, uh, with about 11 minutes left in the game. Yeah, you know, you've been up there with me. You know what it's like in the war room. <laughs> so we, we want to we we get out of there as fast as we can, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like those down-to-the-last-second games. It's not fun at all for – us sports writers, you know, because, you know, we got like a hamburger or something waiting on us that we need to get to. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. And you know what? Uh, every every sports writer loves that. Loves the uh, loves the old postgame, whatever that is, the old postgame drive-thru. Um, all right, uh, final question <laughs> for you. Clemson baseball, 4-0 start. I think there's still some things they're leaving on the table, but playing, I mean, significantly well enough to win. I mean, much better than they need to to win. What stands out to you through right. the first week or so of the Clemson baseball season? Well, I know it's early, but the thing that I, you know, Eric talked about it a lot um, in the preseason with us, but the depth, right? I mean, the depth in the lineup, the depth in the pitching. I mean, like last night, you had Tolan, uh, Ty Olinchuk pitching for the first time last night. I believe uh, there was another pitcher pitching for the first time last night. You know, you had guys that hadn't played all year, that hadn't played the first weekend, that were playing second base and hitting grand slams, right? And, um, you know, like, and these guys hadn't played yet. And then they're doing this in a midweek game when the first opportunity they get shows the depth that this team has. They got a lot of good players on, on at, at pitchers, a lot of good players um, in the lineup that uh, they can't use every day. But the fact that they can give a guy a day off and, bring another guy in and they don't lose, there's no drop-off, that's a big deal, Qualk, as they go through the season. Because as you, you and I know when you get past that 30th game, injuries become a factor. And the teams that are the healthiest, that are not as wore down, they're generally the ones that make the runs late in the year. Um, you know, and we'll see. Got a long way to go. There's a lot of season to go. Um, and then just, by the way, can I just say Cam Canarella? I mean, dude, I mean – 
Hawk, I don't know if I, you know, I hate to say this yet because he's still got a ways to go, but I don't know if I've ever seen another Clemson player, me personally covering Clemson, that can hit the way this guy can hit. I mean, he can spray the ball wherever he wants to. He's just so fun to watch, man, when he comes up to the plate. I just enjoy watching him more than anything. Oh, no doubt. Uh, he's uh, he's a real treat, and, uh, you know, only a couple more years to cover him uh, before he maybe goes number one overall in the in the draft, so i uh, got to take advantage of that. Uh, Willie V., always, Absolutely. Ap- uh, always appreciate a chance to visit with you. Safe travels down to uh, Atlanta. Looking forward to uh, reading your insight from the game, and we'll talk again next week, my friend. All right, man. Yins later. <laughs> That's Will Vanport. He's topical. I love it. 654 Roar is the number. Back for more right after this. Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-CLEMSON or 718-1449-WEST-UNION. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFries.com. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at ATVOutfitters.net. Accidents happen. If you've been injured in a car, motorcycle, or boating accident, you need to seek legal help as soon as possible. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, can evaluate your case to help you get the full compensation you deserve. The call and the consultation are completely free. Don't wait. Call today. 864-654-3680. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. Attention business owners, soccer dads, chess team moms, and charity event planners. When you need custom weather patch hats, turn to Hatflow Company. There's no order minimum, quick nationwide shipping, and unbeatable prices. Order 10 or 1,000. You get the same excellent customer service and top quality product. Custom Richardson hats, beanies, low profile, performance hats, and more. Use their online hat builder to upload your logo, choose styles and colors to see your idea come to life. Start your custom hat quote at hatflowco.com today. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box, that moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. 
This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com deals. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate's home for sports talk. It entertains me. I enjoy listening.